Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are going to be taking a special, special, special spotlight on the great Gil Scott Heron. Brother Gil. Um, yeah, so I'm approaching getting another year older, and a lot of things start making more sense the older you get. Awareness so to speak, and, you know, we're all just trying to navigate these waters of 2020, and um, the myriad of issues that we are dealing with on a daily basis, I ain't got to tell you what they all are, you know what they are, and you're probably going through them too, no matter where you are in the world, right, right, so, Um, what I'm finding in my listening on my own time is that Brother Gill had so many songs that were very pointed, opinionated songs that could, that resonate even deeper today than what they did back in his day when he recorded them. Uh, thoughts on government, (coughs) thoughts on guns, thoughts on, um, kids, thoughts on substance abuse, things like this, right? And um, so we got 25 tracks we're going to share with y'all from Brother Gill on the special spotlight. And not only do some of them deal with positivity, some of them deals with pointed, opinionated things, and some of them are just beautiful songs that are meant to uplift you. So it's a wide mix. Uh, so we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening. Uh, So hold on to your seats, and without further ado, let's get to Brother Gil Scott Heron. Good evening and welcome. My name is Gil Scott Heron. My accomplices are first from left to right, Eddie Knowles, a drummer for the Denny Zulu Dance Group, a drummer for the Simba Dancers, and a percussionist for a group called Black and Blues. The brother to my immediate left is Charlie Saunders of the Simba Dance Group and a former drummer for Loretta Porker. David Barnes, a singer for Black and Blues, will be heard later on in the evening. We'd like to do a poem for you called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, primarily because it won't be. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Mendel Rivers to eat hog maws confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. 
The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner. The revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on reports from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he had been saving for just the right occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so goddamn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally screwed Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm women liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, or Engelbert Humperdinck. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. <laughs> Don't want to be involved in this one, man. This here, this is this is gonna be a blues number. But first, I want to do a little bit of background on the blues and say what it is. Like there are six cardinal colors, and colors have always come to signify more than simply that particular shade, like redneck or got the blues. That's where you apply colors to something else, you know, to come up with what it is you're trying to say. So there are six cardinal colors, yellow, red, orange, green, blue, and purple. And there are 3,000 shades. And if you take these 3,000 shades and divide them by six, you'll come up with 500. Meaning there are at least 500 shades of the blues. <laughs> For example, there's the I ain't got me no money blues. There is the... I ain't got me no woman blues. There's the I ain't got me no money and I ain't got me no woman, which is the double blues. And for years it was thought that, that black people was the only one who could get the blues. So, so the blues hadn't come into no international type of fame. But lately we done had Frank Rizzo with the lie detector blues. We done had the United States government talking about the energy crisis blues. And we're going to dedicate this next poem here to, to Spearhead X, the X second in command in terms of this country. And the poem is called H2O GATE Blues. And if H2O is still water and GATE is still gate, what we're getting ready to deal on is the Watergate Blues. Let me see if I can dial this number right quick. Click. 
I'm sorry. The government you have elected is inoperative. Click. Inoperative. Just how blind will America be? The world is on the edge of its seat, defeat on the horizon. Very surprising that we all could see the plot and still could not. Let me do that part again. Just how blind will America be? The world is on the edge of its seat, defeat on the horizon. Very surprising that we all could see the plot and claimed that we could not. Just how blind, America? Just as Vietnam exploded in the rice, snap, crackle, and pop could not stop people determined to be free. Just how blind will America be? The shock of a Vietnam defeat sent Republican donkeys scurrying down on Wall Street. And when the roll was called, it was Pepsi-Cola and Phillips 66, Boeing, Dow, and Lockheed. Ask them what they're fighting for, and they'll never mention the economics of war. Ecological warfare, above all else, destroy the land. If we can't break the Asian will, we'll bomb the dikes and starve the man. America. The international Jekyll and Hyde, the land of a thousand disguises, sneaks up on you but rarely surprises. Plundering the Asian countryside in the name of Fu Man too. Afraid of shoeless, undernourished Cambodians, while we strike big wheat bargains with Russia, our nuclear enemy, just how blind America. But tell me, who was around where Hell Boggs died? And what was the cause of LBJ's untimely demise? And what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray, while America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool, Watergate. How long will the citizens sit and wait? It's looking like Europe in 38. Did they move to stop Hitler before it was too late? How long, America, before the consequences of keeping the school system segregated, allowing the press to be intimidated, watching the price of everything soar and hearing complaints because the rich want more? It seems that Macbeth and not his lady went mad. We've let him eliminate the whole middle class. The dollar's the only thing we can't inflate while the poor go on without a new minimum wage. But what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray, and there are those who say America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool, Watergate. How much more evidence do the citizens need that the election was sabotaged by trickery and greed? And if this is so, and who we got didn't win, let's do the whole goddamn election over again. The obvious key to the whole charade would be to run down all of the games they played. Remember Dieter Beard and ITT, the slaughter of Attica? The CIA in Chile, knowing nothing about Allende at this time in the past, as I recollect. Augusta, Georgia, the nomination of Supreme Court Justice to head off the tapes. William Calley's executive interference in the image of John Wayne. Kent State, Jackson State, Southern Louisiana, hundreds of authorized bombing raids. The chaining and gagging of Bobby Seale. Somebody tell these Maryland governors to be for real. Recall all of these events just to prove that water buggers in the Watergate wasn't no news. The thing that seems to justify all of our fears is that all this went down in the last five years. But tell me, 
What really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray while America's faith is drowning beneath that cesspool, Watergate. We leave America to ponder the image of justice from its new wave of leaders. Frank Rizzo, the high school graduate mayor of Philadelphia whose ignorance is surpassed only by those who voted for him. Richard Daly, imperial Napoleonic mayor of Chicago who took over from Al Capone and continues to implement the same tactics. George Wallace, Lester Maddow, Strom Thurmond, Ronald Reagan, an almost endless list that won't be missed when at last America is purged. And the silent White House with the James brothers once in command. But see the sauerkraut mafia men deserting the sinking White House ship and their main mindless megalomaniac Ahab. McCord has blown, Mitchell has blown, no tap on my telephone. McCord has blown, Mitchell has blown, no tap on my telephone. Haldeman, Ehrlichman, Mitchell and Dean, it follows a pattern if you dig what I mean. Haldeman, Ehrlichman, Mitchell and Dean, it follows a pattern if you dig what I mean. And what are we left with now? Bumper stickers that say free the Watergate 500. Spy movies of the same name with a cast of thousands. And that ominous phrase that if Nixon knew, Ag knew. But Ag didn't knew enough to stay out of jail. And what really happened to J. Edgar Hoover? The king is proud of Patrick Gray. And there are those who swear they've seen King Richard. 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 Beneath that cesspool, Watergate. Four more years, four more years, four more years, four more years of that. <laughs>
ourselves the task of defining certain certain trends and certain situations and in such have become I guess more so than musicians bluesicians because we have tended to try to define certain means and modes related to the blues we attempted to define the lie detector blues it's caught by Mayor Frank Rizzo I understand that he is sick currently. And we send our coldest regards. The lie detector blues and what Brian Jackson used to refer to as the ex officio blues. It's caught by Agnew. Nixon. It's terminal. <laughs> And what we found ourselves becoming afflicted with over the past six months or so is the Bicentennial Blues. 
Some people think that America invented the blues. And few people doubt that America is the home of the blues. Because the bluesicians have gone all over the world carrying the blues message and the world has snapped its fingers and tapped its feet right along with the blues folks. But the blues has always been totally American. As American as apple pie. As American as the blues. As American as apple pie. The question is why? Why should the blues be so at home here? Well, America provided the atmosphere. America provided the atmosphere for the blues and the blues was born. The blues was born on the American wilderness. The blues was born on the beaches where the slave ships docked. Born on the slave man's auction block. The blues was born and carried on the howling wind. The blues grew up a slave. The blues grew up as property. The blues grew up in Nat Turner visions. The blues grew up in Harriet Tubman courage. The blues grew up in small town deprivation. The blues grew up in big city isolation. The blues grew up in the nightmares of the white man. The blues grew up in the blues singing of Bessie and Billy and Ma. The blues grew up in Satchmo's horn, on Duke's piano, in Langston's poetry, on Robeson's baritone. The point is that the blues is grown. The blues is grown now, full grown, and you can trace the evolution of the blues on a parallel line with the evolution of this country. From Plymouth Rock to Acid Rock, from 13 states to Watergate, the blues is grown, but not the home. The blues is grown, but the country has not. The blues remembers everything the country forgot. It's a bicentennial year, and the blues is celebrating a birthday and it's the Bicentennial Blues. America has got the blues and it's a Bicentennial edition. The blues view might amuse you, but make no mistake, it's a Bicentennial year. A year of hysterical importance. A year of historical importance. <laughs> Ripped off like donated moments from the past. 200 years ago this evening. 200 years ago last evening. And what about now? The blues is now. The blues has grown up and the country has not. The country has been ripped off. Ripped off like the Indians. Ripped off like jazz. Ripped off like nature. Ripped off like Christmas manhandled by media overkill, goosed by aspiring vice presidents, violated by commercial corporations. A bicentennial year, the year the symbol transformed into the B-U-Y centennial. By a car, by a flag, by a map. Until the public in mass has been bludgeoned into bicentennial submission or bicentennial suspicion. I fall into the latter category. It's a, a blues year, and America has got the blues. It's got the blues because of partial deification of partial accomplishments over partial periods of time. Halfway justice, halfway liberty, halfway equality. It's a half-assed year. And we would be silly in all our knowledge, in all our self-righteous knowledge, when we sit back and laugh and mock the things that happen in our lives. To accept anything less than the truth 
about this bicentennial year. And the truth relates to 200 years of people and ideas getting by. It got by George Washington. The ideas of justice, liberty, and equality got cold by George Washington. Slave owner general. Ironic that the father of this country should be a slave owner. The father of this country, a slave owner, having got by him, it made it easy to get by his henchmen, the creators of this liberty, who slept in the beds with the captains of slave ships, fought alongside black freedmen in the Union Army, and left America a legacy of hypocrisy. It's a blues year. Got by Gerald Ford, oatmeal man. has declared himself at odds with people on welfare, people who get food stamps, daycare children, the elderly, the poor, women, and people who might vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, it got by him, Hollywood. <laughs> acted like an actor, acted like a liberal, Acted like General Franco when he acted like governor of California, and now he acts like somebody might vote for him for president. It got by Jimmy Carter. Skippy. Got by Jimmy Carter and got by him and his friend, the Colonel. The creators of Southern Fried Triple Talk. A blues trio. America got the blues. It got by Henry Kissinger, the international godfather of peace. A piece of Vietnam, a piece of Laos, a piece of Angola, a piece of Cuba. A blues quartet. And America got the blues. The point is that it may get by you for another four years, for another eight years. You stuck playing second fiddle in a blues quartet. Got the blues looking for the first principle, which was justice. It's a blues year for justice. It's a blues year for the San Quentin Six looking for justice. It's a blues year for Gary Tyler looking for justice. It's a blues year for Reverend Ben Chavis looking for justice. It's a blues year for Boston looking for justice. It's a blues year for babies on buses. It's a blues year for mothers and fathers with babies on buses. It's a blues year for Boston. And it's blues year all over this country. America has got the blues. And the blues is in the street looking for the three principles, justice, liberty, and equality. We would do well to join the blues looking for justice, liberty, and equality. The blues is in the street. America has got the blues, but don't let it get by us. Thank you very much. It's 
That last track was called Washington, D.C., and he's um, <laughs> really making use of that word capital, you know what I mean? Um, really giving it to uh, the politicians in D.C., you know, feeling very capital, where the punishment is capital. It's the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Washington, yeah, man, deep, deep stuff, 
and uh, that comes from the album Moving Target. Uh, before that, we heard his spoken word piece called, or spoken word poem called The Bicentennial Blues. And of course, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that was released in 1976, the Bicentennial of the United States of America. And that comes from the album It's Your World. And um, I think in, in pieces like that, it's not that it's unpatriotic, because I think people who only listen to One Layer Deep would go, well, that guy's just unpatriotic. It's like, no, man, you're not listening deep enough, right? So what it is is I think that Gil is giving voice to the people whose voice is never heard. And we need more of that today in 2020, not just in 1976. And that's one of the things that makes you have to scratch your head and say, like, why aren't things any better as far as giving, like, minorities you know, a voice in public from 1976 to 2020. Come on now. That's crazy. That's 44 years. It's insane. So, yeah, you know... <laughs> As he said, it was a half-assed year. <laughs> um, before that, we heard the Groove-alicious track, Shut em Down, from the album 1980. And, you know, in case you're, you're wondering, that came out in 1980, Shut em Down. It's talking about basically trying to save the Earth, you know, because we only have one Earth. And here we are, 40 years later and we have you know the, the climate crisis you know that we're trying to deal with in order to save the earth this is way before Greta Thunberg was even a thought in people's minds and Gil was on the front lines singing about shut it down you know like all these things we only got one earth we need to save it and kudos man I mean, you know, Gil's, Brother Gill's no longer with us, but God only, I can only imagine what he would have to say and sing about in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And before that, we heard H2O Gate, which is, of course, as long as H2O is water and G-A-T-E is still gate, it's still water gate. And that comes from his album, Winter in America. And, of course, this is about Nixon and Watergate and his thoughts on that and how, you know, Nixon thought that he was above the law in every respect. And we're dealing with similar issues now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to sit there go, four more years, four more years of that? <laughs> yeah. I think uh, there's a good bit of the country that feels that way right now. And then we opened up with probably his most, probably for people who's only heard one track by Gil Scott Heron, they've probably heard this one, and that is The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And that comes from his album Small Talk at 125th and Lennox. You know, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised because it'll be broadcast on the internet. He didn't necessarily think about that then, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. 
But you, everybody around the world can see something now on the internet. So there you have it. A uh, little bit backstory on Brother Gil. <clears throat> Gil Scott Heron was born in Chicago. His mother was Bobby Scott, who was an opera singer uh, for the New York Oratorio Society. And his father, Gil Heron, uh, was known as the Black Arrow and was a Jamaican soccer player in the 1950s. Um, who actually became the very first black man to play for Celtic football uh, in Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, but his parents separated, you know, when he was just a little kid, and he was sent to live with his grandmother, uh, his mom's mom, Lily Scott, in Jackson, Tennessee. So if you're keeping up, you know, this is before all before he was 12 years old. He was born in Chicago. His mother's, you know, used to perform for in New York as an opera singer. His father um, was Jamaican and played Celtic football and soccer, you know what I mean, in Glasgow, Scotland. And then he was sent to go live with his grandmother in Tennessee all before he was 12 years old. And his parents were split up. So um, when he's 12, his grandmother dies. And then he went back to live with his mom, but she had already moved to New York. So he went to live with his mom in New York in the Bronx. Um, he, tran he was in different schools and he was transferring around. Um, he transferred to the Fieldston School after he impressed the head of the English department with one of his writings and he earned a full scholarship. Uh, he was only one of five black students at this prestigious school. And so Gil was faced with alienation and all the things that go with that, you know, a major socioeconomic differential between him and a lot of his other classmates. Um, but during his interview for admission into Fieldston, one of the administrators asked him, how would you feel if you see one of your classmates go by in a limousine when you're walking up the hill from the subway? And he said, same as you. Y'all can't afford no limousine. How do you feel? <laughs> and I mean, that's bold. You know what I mean? And that kind of boldness is uh, came through even in his recordings. So, uh, yeah. So he decided to attend Lincoln University in Pennsylvania because Langston Hughes was an alumnus of Lincoln University. So he's deep in the in the writing of things. You know what I mean? Like he's deep in the historical aspect. Um. But it, it proved to be very fruitful because while he was at U Lincoln University, he met Brian Jackson. And they formed a band called Black and Blues. And Brian Jackson is the one who is responsible for so much of the musicality and the arrangements um, on so many of these hits and so many of these songs you're going to hear in this podcast. So hats off to Brother Brian Jackson. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's just incredible. And, you know, we're talking about 
this guy's super into to literary things <clears throat> um because He's so influenced by all this, you know. Uh, There was a group when he was at Lincoln called the Last Poets. And they're associated with the black arts movement, you know, uh, in 1969. And basically, you know, when Brother Gill was there, he said, Listen, can I start a group like you guys? You know. (laughs) So he returned to New York. Uh, and he settled in Chelsea, Manhattan, and um, you know he was just he was so interested in the whole spoken word thing and, and literary side of things, but he also loved music, right? So <clears throat> when dealing with like small talk at 125th and Lennox, right, the revolution will not be televised. That that's that song is came from that album. That was 1970. 7D, 7-0, right? And that album dealt with a myriad of themes such as uh, plasticity, superficiality, uh, mass consumerism, hypocrisy, um, would-be black revolutionaries, white middle-class ignorance, um, inner-city residents and their difficulties, tons of stuff. But in the liner notes, Brother Gill acknowledges these people as influences. The great Richie Havens, John Coltrane, Otis Redding, Jose Feliciano, Billy Holiday, Langston Hughes, Malcolm X, Huey Newton, Nina Simone, and Brian Jackson. So, there you go. I mean, he's coming at it from major influences spread all the way around, which is super cool. You know what I mean? Um, But I'll tell you more on the next breaks. Like I said, we do appreciate you listening to this special spotlight on Brother Gil Scott Heron. And don't forget to share this podcast uh, with your friends. Clue them in. Let them know what's up. And uh, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find all of your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the like, whatever. Um, Wherever you find your podcasts, we will be there. And um, you can also check out our website. It's new and improved, and it's got full of groove, you know. (laughs) So check it out. Uh, That's Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z-Podcast.wordpress.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at NDHJazz. That way you know when every new episode of the podcast drops and you will be in the know-how. Okay? So don't go anywhere. We've got a whole other set of the great Gil Scott Heron for you. He's going to be talking about Lady Day and John Coltrane. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
specifically for the master of the tennis saxophone, uh, the immortal John Coltrane. Um, and uh, there have been a lot of poems written um, mentioning Coltrane and the contribution that he made to black music, but none specifically about him that I know of and none that, uh, that go into what I consider his greatest piece of Love Supreme. And I wrote this with a Love Supreme in mind. It's called, and then he wrote Meditations. Straddling the darkness, he controlled the bucking thrusts and rode on into the emptiness that he alone would try to fill, into the middle to try and be the bridge between spirits. Expand, he screamed. The vacuum was aroused, suspicious and alarmed. Who would dare? But on he rode. The tailwinds were from Africa. The bass and force were timeless rhythms that restructured beat and consciousness. The chasms between seconds were made real and whole. New targets imploded within the void. Holes were punctured through ebony nothingness and resistance increased. Walls appeared. Rise up train. The answer is just beyond the next wall. Rise up train. The answer is just beyond the next wall. The train rose up. No one had ever so thoroughly defied the night. The crosswinds were from the east, lyrical assessments, harmonic sirens that called gut deep into never seen yet half-remembered desires. Is there a reincarnation, O Lord? Do I recognize a part of me that is dying in the crevices of all these bleached skulls? Lying conceptionless here, non-existence attacked the man. Go back, intruder, you are not welcome here. We have no need for your emotion here. We have no emotion here. But obscurity was losing its grip. The inky blackness gave way to gray shadows. The canvas of limbo became a veil, porous and smoking from the heat as rays of light touched upon never illuminated concern. The screams grew louder. The once placid nightmare of soundlessness was crumbling, giving way to cries. Go back, go back, go back. And screams of pain and anger. In this place you seek black traveler, he was asked. In this place, we will tear the flesh from your body. Here, we will gladly crush your skull and pour acid on your exposed and rotting brain. But we never let you die. We hold you here alone and worst of all, aware of all that we do to you. We hold you captive here in hell. But come, said the wind. The threats were not the only sound. The faint throb of warmth that lay vibrating just beyond the horror of hell was a magnet pulling and reaching, drawing him on. Come. Hell is past for you, said the wind, and the rhythms of heaven absorbed him. A love supreme, a love supreme, 
a love supreme, a love supreme. And then John Coltrane wrote Meditations. That's it. It's called And Then He Wrote Meditations, and it's for John Coltrane. And I've been broken just 
right up to the press. Lester Young. Billy was really the queen of the scene that keeps echoing on in my head. What it has will surely last, but is that jazz? Miles had a style that amazes and raises spirits from deep in your soul. Trains took a vein and laughter and pain. from Gil Scott Heron's album Reflections. That's one where he's wearing the sunglasses and he's holding them up and you can see these different historical events through his sunglasses. Awesome album. Awesome, awesome album. Um, yeah, I think we got some more tunes from that coming up in this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's just great to hear him kind of take it on that same approach that like Stevie Wonder did with Sir Duke, you know? Because here's his song um, about Duke Ellington, Stevie Wonder's Sir Duke, right? But it mentions Basie, Ella, 
Goodman, Glenn Miller, you know, all these things like that, right? And um, and the king of all, Sir Duke. But um, this is the same kind of sort of thing. You know, Gill's talking about Basie. He's talking about Lady Day. He's talking about Lester Young, Miles, Train, Prez. Um, yeah, Ellington. I mean, he mentions all a bunch of good ones, you know. And, um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And, in fact, that's what the kind of central theme around this whole thing uh, was for this last set is kind of like jazz blues in the city, you know. So, um, before that, we heard Me and the Devil. And that comes from Gil's last album, I'm New Here. And um, I believe that was kind of taken from the a Robert Johnson lyric, you know, like going way back to the blues, you know, and um, but it's kind of like this meshing of things. So it's like you've got this um, this old blues kind of lyric, and you've got like this modern synthesizers and you know computer beats and digital things, worlds colliding, and um, yeah. And you just hear all the miles of life in Gil's voice in that track, man. Mm. Just incredible. So, yeah. Uh, before that, in the middle of the set, we heard a tune called New York City. And it comes from the album It's Your World. That's a fantastic album, by the way. Um, just talking about the grit of the city. That, and that's and in a poetic way, man. It's just incredible. And then um, before that, we heard dot, dot, dot. And then he wrote Meditations. And this is his spoken word poem for the great John Coltrane, um, who, uh, as I mentioned before, was a major influence on him, you know. But um, that comes from his album Free Will. And um, Free Will is an absolute killer album um i'm trying to think free will i believe has um ron carter on bass no i'm sorry jerry jerry jimmett on bass uh david spinoza on guitar and horace ott uh arranging that the whole album ron carter was on the bass uh on the album pieces of a man that's what it was yeah and um but yeah free will is a killer album and and just to have that kind of moving poetry you know what i mean it's got like these like tinges of like amiri baraka you know going on and if you haven't checked out the poetry of amiri baraka check out amiri baraka man there's some hip shit there i promise you i wouldn't lead you astray um yeah, and then another nod to the great John Coltrane with the great Billie Holiday. We heard the track Lady Day and John Coltrane. And that comes from the album The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, which is like a greatest hits on Bluebird. Do you know what I mean? That was my first introduction to the music of Gil Scott Heron. And, um, man, that was like one of my first real big favorites uh, by Brother Gill because um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, I already loved Billie Holiday and John Coltrane. And, um, man, yeah. I mean, it's, talking about having a bad day and what can lift you up at that, could you call on Lady Day? Could you call on John Coltrane? Because they'll wash your troubles away. It's like, hell yeah. That's exactly how I feel certain days, man. Just, you you know, you just want to scream, pop in some of that later train, baby, and, and, and let him do it for you. It's cathartic. There ain't no doubt about it. And there's certain falls and lills in Lady Day's voice that just, it hits your heartstrings. So, yeah, music's a powerful thing. That's why I say what I say every time we have one of these podcasts. We're here to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. And I mean that. I'm not just saying it to give lip service. I truly believe in the power of music. So, um, we're going to get to another uh, great, great set of music uh, from the guy known as the Godfather of Rap and the Black Bob Dylan. That's right. These are all monikers that have been given to the great bluesologist known as Brother Gil Scott Heron, who is the subject of our spotlight here. So don't go away. If you need to pause it, pause the podcast, grab you a nice libation or beverage of your choice. And we're going to get to some more great music right now. Don't go away. Brother man nowadays living in the ghetto Where the dangers show no wrinkle Well, when he's out late at night, if he's got his head on right, well, I lay you nine to five, he's walking with steel. Brother man say he's afraid of gangsters, messing with people just for fun. He don't want to be next, he got a family to protect. So just last week he bought himself a gun. Everybody got a pistol. Everybody got a 45 And the philosophy seem to be At least as near as I can see When other folks give up theirs I give up mine This is a violent civilization The civilization where I am yeah, Every channel that I stop on Got a different kind of cop on it Saturday night just ain't that special Yeah, I got the Constitution on the run Cause even though we got the right to defend our home Defend our land, got to understand To get it in hand about the gun Everybody got a pistol Everybody got a 45 
many things about the changing aspects of our lives. We say that since change is inevitable, we should direct the change rather than simply continue to go through the change. We sing a song of revolution as change to the brothers in the Caribbean and Africa where I'm coming from. Time to time, yeah. 
this and the vibration that bring me new vibrations on the song of people's mind.
Scott, Heron, Brian Jackson, and the Midnight Band. Must be something. Must be something that we can do. We didn't come all this way to give up. Mm. If there's ever a damn message for 2020, that's the song right there. I'll tell you what. Mm. And that comes from his album, First Minute of a New Day. That's a killer album, man. Mm. If you don't have a copy of that, get yourself a copy ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Um, Before that, we heard Delta Man and talking about revolution and, you know, don't be afraid. I really feel like change is coming, you know? And, I mean, pick a topic for 2020, you know what I mean? Is Black Lives Matter? Is it you know, police reform? Is it climate change? Is it the pandemic, right? I mean, there's so many things that we could try and and, and believe, so many causes that we can believe in. You know, pick which one means the most to you and and, and stick with it, you know. Um, And uh, that's the thing is that comes from the album Bridges, which was like 1976, with Brian Jackson and it's like here we are 44 years later and it and, like you could use that exact song verbatim man that's what I'm saying it, it, it's just crazy that so much of Brother Gill's music is so relevant right now in 2020 and that's one of the reasons I'm bringing it to y'all because I don't know if everybody realizes just how um, reinventing irrelevant Brother Gill and Brother Brian's music is for 2020 and that's what I'm trying to do uh, to bring it in front of your attention so uh, before that in the middle of the set we heard a tune called home is where the hatred is and it's like almost from the perspective of a junkie you know try to quit try to quit and then you know it's this it's this struggle right and um in a sense, it's taken an interesting perspective. I mean, look, you know, you have to give credit by trying to write from a different perspective. I mean, people do it to the Beatles all the time, right? You know, uh, when they wrote She Loves You, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it's so inventive and revolutionary because it's not like the boy in love and it's not from the girl's perspective. It's from a friend's perspective about uh, a friend telling the the other friend, hey, you know, she loves you. And that's like earth shattering brilliance. Right. But they don't give Gil the same kind of, you know, nod. So that's what I'm here to sit there and say, like, okay, that is a cool perspective. It is outside the box, you know, and but let's give all credit where credit's due on that front. Right. So. Gil Scott Heron, same kind of sort of thing, you know what I mean? He's not just talking about drugs being a thing, you know, and he's talking about from the perspective of, 
you know, the junkie. So, which later on in life, he had some issues with, you know, crack and cocaine. So, and he was, and he did his time in jail for it, you know. So, yeah. But I don't think he was on that at this point in time when he recorded this song. So, um, yeah. Before that, we heard a tune called Possum Slim. And like, uh, the trial of Possum Slim and like, don't mess around with him and, you know, really bringing this kind of character to life. Um, and you can find that track on the album, It's Your World. I'm telling you, that's, that's one of my all-time favorite Gil Scott Heron albums right there. And, um... Yeah, I mean, Possum Slam, you know. You could really just kind of get a visual of this dude, you know. And, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, it's some killer shit, so. Um, and then, you know, we opened up this whole set with a tune called Gun. And Gun uh, comes from the... Let's see, the album Reflections. You know, I was talking about that earlier. That's the one that's got um, Gil and the, and the sunglasses and he's holding them up with his hands and in the sunglasses are all these, like, movements of history. And um, we're kind of in that point. You know, there's so... You know, gun sales are really spiking through the roof. And um, I'm not a fan of guns, uh, you know. But I understand that a lot of people are, are that survival instinct is kicking in and with that they're sitting there and and trying to um find ways that they can you know protect themselves their families their belongings their home etc but you know um it, it's it's just crazy to me that Gil wrote this thing years and years and years and years ago in the 80s and here we are and you know everybody wants a pistol <laughs> you know everybody's got a 45 and it, that song was written in response to the Philadelphia mayor uh, Rizzo having this idea like well wh why don't we why don't we just ask everybody to give up their guns we'll put out these you know bins in front of like fire stations and people will just turn in their guns and then we'll be a, a safer community blah 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 you know and um, nobody you know, I think what was the story it was something like after six weeks one was turned in one gun and it was in bad need of repair is what he said and um the crazy part about it is the the mayor Rizzo sent out people uh, to talk to people, you know, in the projects, etc., and said like, "Well, did you hear the mayor's message? So you're supposed to put your guns, you know, into these, you know, drop-off boxes at like fire stations, so that we can have a safer community." And then the people responded back and they said, "Well, okay, we'll have the cops giving up their guns." They're like, "Well, of course not." And they're like, "Well, then neither are we." And we are still in 2020, 40 years later, in that exact same damn boat. So, yeah, I think songs like Gun by Brother Gill is extremely relevant in 2020 because here we are, right? We need police reform. And they can't be the only ones with pistols and 45s out there and assault rifles and 
things like that, right? So once again, Brother Gill strikes again because, I mean, it's relevant. It It's hyper-relevant right now. And, um, yeah, and it's it's truly, it's a song for what people are feeling, man. So, you know, I don't know if many people realize that, you know, Gil Scott Heron's music is like, it's weird. It's, it was like it's a crystal ball, but here we are. You know, it's music for us all. Remember, you can find this episode as well as other cool episodes of the Dodge Jazz Podcast on wherever you find your other podcasts, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe. If you got time to write a review on Apple, loved for you to do that. Um, if you got time to just like it on SoundCloud, love that too. You know, um, and you feel free to write us. You know, you can write us. I'd love to hear from you. Um, on top of that, you can also make sure that um, you check out our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z Podcast, no spaces, dot wordpress.com. And that way you get the exact track information for each album. So you can go and hopefully support your local record store. But if you don't have a local record store that's open or accessible right now, then you know where you can order this stuff, right? And um, you can get a hold of it that way. Uh, if you'd like to. You know, stay on top of messaging, etc. You can always feel free to follow us at NDH Jazz on Twitter. You know, um, we try to keep it pretty, pretty civil. You know, on Twitter, unlike other people, and basically, you know, we're just wishing people happy birthdays, giving them good pats on the back, and um, letting them know whenever a new episode drops from the podcast so um there you go so we got another i think we got two more sets of music coming for you yeah we got two more sets so don't go anywhere thank you so much for listening we do appreciate all y'all um and let's continue on with some more great music from our spotlight artists on this episode of the dr jazz podcast this is the great gill scott Heron. We've all heard so many conflicting words about life, whether wrong or right, or how you gotta be working hard, and it ain't no easy job to survive. Just keep it alive. We've all come to think. Of ourselves at links in a chain So much to gain We are the ones That tie our fathers to our sons Don't you know That's how we grow What my life really means Is that the songs that I sing Are just pieces of a dream That I've been building And we can make a stand And here I'm reaching out my hand I know damn well we can if we are willing But we gotta be
The shadows dark and gloomy I told them all to keep the hell away from me Because I don't feel like believing Everything I do gonna turn out wrong Oh, when vibrations I'm receiving Say, hold on, brother, just you be strong Yes, and all I really want to say Is that the problems come and go But the sunshine seems to stay Just look Around, I think we found a, a lovely day. Sometimes it rains, and I feel kind of strange because it seems like my problems begin without the sunshine on which I depend and all that make me feel like I need to hear the sun say is hey just look around I think we found a, a lovely day I think we found a lovely day I think we found a lovely, lovely Don't it feel like a lovely day The song says, brothers from 17th Street love to get down And if you do, come on and join us Dr. Dunbroad rhythm to the hub man, hand drum rhythm. Timbali man got stick rhythm, 180 beat, 360 degrees. Gonna add a few more ingredients, gonna get a little bass, a little flute, drums, and if we can get you, we got everybody. I've done a lot of traveling, I've seen a lot of pretty faces. I sung my way out blues songs in the extraordinary places. I come from 17th Street and that's on the other side of town. But if you see me with my brothers, don't you dare go no further, you know.
comes from his album from South Africa to South Carolina. Killer, killer album, man. I mean, oh my God. 
Before that, we heard Not Needed, When You're Not Needed, and oh my God, everybody has felt that feeling, and for all of y'all, you know, looking for work out there, you know, you've been laid off, I feel you, you know what I mean, it, it, it's tough, you know what I mean, my brother man, neighbor Pat, he's going through the same thing, God bless him, you know what I mean, we're praying for him, and um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's tough, right? Um, people are just cutting people from jobs left and right, and it's when you're not needed, and it's one of those killer things, so, yeah, but everybody is valuable, because everybody is a human existence, everybody is a life, so, even though you may not be needed at work, you might be part of the biggest scheme of the universe, so, don't say yourself short, you know, there's lots to love, and to go around and and we're needing that so you are needed even though you may feel that way that you're not needed and when you feel that way you can always put on some brother gill to help you exercise that point of view before that we heard 17th street one of the greatest little uh latin jazz collaborations that gill has done man and it's just it kills with the whole timbales and the montuno and the electric piano and the flute and the bass and man yeah if that doesn't get you your body shaking check your pulse because that is some groovy shit right there i promise you before that we heard one of the most serene and lovely tunes in in the entire Gil Scott Heron catalog you know I would be remiss if I didn't include this in this podcast as a spotlight on Brother Gil and that is a lovely day it's just got the most beautiful serene chords on that electric piano and just soul dripping from the vocals of Gil Scott Heron and talking about not a cloud in the sky and Oh, it's a lovely day, and it's lovely chords to go with a lovely day, you know? I mean, it's just one of those perfect pairings. You know, you always don't get that that perfect match, but, man, to me, that's one of those perfect songs, you know? So, yeah, hopefully we're getting better at the end for y'all, you know what I mean? Some nice stuff. And before that, we started off the set with a song called You Must Be Willing and there's so many people that are so divided, you know, in today's world, all over the world, right? But we can work together. We can be a unified front to take on these global problems. But you must be willing. And, man, that song, it just, it, it just gets deeper and truer every time you listen to it, you know? It's one of those things. It's worth you know, increases and intensifies the more you listen to it. So, yeah. You know, I want to take this opportunity, by the way, to hip y'all to some things that you might not be hip to about Brother Gil Scott Heron. Uh, the first thing is is that if you've never checked out the, the film by Robert Mugg, M-U-G-G-E, looks like Muggy, um, if you've never checked out the film, the documentary on Gil Scott Heron called Black Wax, um, you need to do so. It, it's an incredible film, uh, and it, it it's done in like the 80s, 
uh, and it, you know, a lot of the songs that you heard on this podcast are actually uh, songs that are thrown into that documentary, you know, um, and it's just a great, great glimpse into Brother Gill in the 80s, you know, right after the uh, election of Ronald Reagan, or as he likes to say, Reagan, you know, <laughs> so uh, Hollyweird, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's worth seeing. And then there's another documentary uh, that you can check out. It's from the British Broadcasting uh, Channel, the BBC, uh, entitled um, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, Gil Scott Heron. And just type in Gil Scott Heron, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, comma, BBC, and you can find a way to, to, you know, get a hold of this documentary it's incredible and um yeah and you know that's the thing is that um <clears throat> right after or, or the editing right in the editing process of that video or that documentary you know he was found with a, a crack pipe on him and he was sent to jail and um at least for a little while and it, it was just sad but, you know, um, Brother Gill, he passed away uh, on May 27th, 2011 at St. Luke's Hospital in New York, New York City. Um, it was thought that he may have had HIV. You know, uh, I don't know if that was necessarily confirmed. Uh, I think it was confirmed. But, um, yeah, and... Um, it, it, it's it, Brother Gill's passing is a tragic loss, you know, nine years ago. I don't know that he could have ever seen this coming, but you got to wonder because you listen to some of these tracks, man. And he is a, a, a truth sayer for sure, you know. So hopefully you've dug... Uh, some of these, you know, Gil Scott Heron tracks. We got five more for you to end out this thing. And, um, yeah, man. And, and they're all blockbusters. That's for sure. So, um, want to thank you again for listening. And, um, remember, you can check out the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, write a review, like us, all that good jazz. Um, you can also find us on all the info for each episode on our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z-Podcast.wordpress.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at N-D-H-Jazz. We look forward to hearing from you. And without further ado, let's get to our last set on this magnificent spotlight on the truthsayer, Brother Gil Scott Heron. You have understood well, the riddles of the ages. Yes, and you have understood the universal man. You have faced your 
footprints on the everlasting sands of time. Yeah, so tell me why can't you understand that there ain't no such thing as a superman? There ain't no such thing as a superman. on the now you went to see great Egypt fall it fell down to the ground yes and you was out there on the corner when being cool went blind are you alone understand that if we're gonna win we've got to get together together be together stick together so tell me why can't you understand that there ain't no such thing as superman Did 
never had a chance to grow And now it's winter Winter in America Yes, and all of the hills Have been killed Sent away Yeah, but the people know The people know it's winter Winter in America And ain't nobody fighting Nobody knows what to say Save your soul Lord knows from winter in America The Constitution A noble piece of paper With free society The struggle but they died in vain And now democracy is a ragtime on the corner Hoping for some rain It look like either hoping Hoping for some rain And I see the robins Perched in barren treetops They're watching last ditch races Marching across the floor But just like the peace sign That vanished in our dreams Never had a chance to grow Never had a chance to grow And now it's winter It's winter in America And all of the hillers Have been killed Trade. Yeah, but the people know, the people know it's winter Lord knows it's winter in America And ain't nobody fighting Cause nobody knows what to say Save your soul from winter in America
set away Yeah, the people know The people know it's winter Winter in America And ain't nobody fighting Cause nobody knows what to say Nobody knows, nobody knows And ain't nobody fighting Cause nobody knows what to say The ground beneath my feet
long To terrorize the weak And challenge the strong The storm is coming It grows on the waves From Johannesburg To Montego Bay What's that music? Resisting the presence for those who are yet unborn Our freedom is spreading its wing like a bird And the message it carries has got to be heard oh, What's that music? playing on the radio What's that music? So we started off that set with a track called Ain't No 
such thing as a Superman. And um, it comes from Gil's album, The First Minute of a New Day. And, you know, there's tons of ways you can look at that, right? I mean, the fact that Trump wanted to come out with a Superman costume from Walter Reed, or the fact you could look at it that way, or the fact that you could look at it don't matter who the hell wins, Trump or Biden. Ain't no such thing as a Superman. And I'm sure that neither one of them are going to be able to fix all these problems. We're going to have to come together to fix these problems, y'all. It's going to be up to us. So, one might be a little more helpful than the other, but still. Uh, after that track, we heard, Did You Hear What They Said? Which goes through each one of the, each verse kind of goes through these stories. You know, like, that brother's dead. They shot that boy dead, you know, but he can't be buried. All these things, you know, and um, that's very poignant for what we're going through in the age of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Tamir Rice and Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, say the names. Do not let their memories slip your memory. You know what I mean? We, you can't just let them vanish like so many others, you know. And that song, Did You Hear What They Said, always makes me think of that and, and, and those victims. Uh, and that comes from the album Free Will, which we talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast. Um, after that, we heard one of my favorite tunes by Brother Gill, and it's Winter in America and it goes all the way back into the history from the Indians you know meeting the pilgrims to what's going on and it very pointed you know opinions about the constitution you know uh, a noble piece of paper but it's ragtime on the corner oh my god you know I mean that says a lot about the constitution what he thought back then and uh even more today, right? So, are you listening, Mitch McConnell? Um, after that, we listened to "It's Your World," which is the most one of the most upbeat songs, one of my favorite Gil Scott Heron songs from the album of the same title, "It's Your World," and um, it's yours and yours and yours. And you know, what's for you might not necessarily be meant for me. That's okay. Because in your world, you're truly free. And that's the that's the main thing, you know? So, man, some good shit. I love that song by Gil Scott Aaron. Um, and then we ended with Storm Music, which comes from that same album we talked about, Reflections, right? So, killer album. And it's just about his, his love for music and the way it makes him feel. And that translates because I feel the same way about music and hopefully you do too if you're listening to a podcast just like this. So, yeah. And that kind of wraps it. That's our spotlight on the amazing music of Brother Gil, Scott, Heron, Godfather of rap music, Godfather of hip-hop, Black Bob Dylan, and just an all-around sensational artist from soul to spoken word to funk, to groove, to Latin jazz, to straight-ahead jazz. Um, Brother Gill's where it's at. I mean, and if you're not hip, hopefully I hipped you to some Gill Scott here. So, 
Uh, thank you again for listening. As we always say, we do love you madly. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your following. Um, please share it with your friends. Yeah, you know, we love all y'all. So until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>